Welcome to the Crump Diddy Show on today's podcast, man. We're talking Fast and Furious 9, but before I get into that, I just want to say, guys, listen, I know it's been a while since I've done a podcast. Believe me when I tell you, there is a lot of things going on um, in my life. Good things right now. Um, A lot of planning for some new big changes happening. And I don't want to get into detail what they are because I'm kind of a strong believer that if you speak it out, um, there's always a chance for, you know, those things not coming uh, into fruition. I know that's that some people might think that's, eh, you know, whatever. But for me personally, uh, they're good stuff. Trust me. Um, it's been a it's there's been a lot of stuff going on right now. And I'm in like super planning mode right now. There's a lot of things that we are working out. Uh, in the process for some big moves, big changes. So uh, I will keep you updated, obviously, as they come into fruition. I'll let you know what's up. But um, in the meantime, I want to say that I actually had the chance of seeing Fast and Furious 9. And man, I got to tell you guys, <laughs> listen, when, when everybody else is able to see it, I will tell you this, that this movie, I had some some doubts going into the movie. I'm not going to lie because you know this this is uh, this saga has been going on for about 20 years now. You know, and this is like their ninth technically 10th movie, but this is like their ninth movie as far as the core franchise. I know there was Hobbs and Shaw that came out what like a year ago or something like that. 2 years ago, I don't remember. And um although I haven't seen that one, uh I People say it was good. It was, you know, a lot of typical cheesy action that's really good. You know, the, you know some of the action that people like in this in this whole saga. But Fast and Furious Nine. The reason why I wanted to see this one is because I'm look. I was a big fan of Tokyo Drift, I, and obviously the first Fast and Furious movie that came out. I, part two, you know, two Fast and Furious. It was okay, but you know, it, it just you know I, I I went back and watched that movie the other day, and it just. It's okay. It's not bad. It's just it didn't. It hasn't aged well. You know, there's movies that you know when you at the time when they come out they're great, but they just don't age well over time. And you know, the first Fast and Furious movie, obviously that one ages perfectly well. I mean, people still go back and watch that one because it's great. It's a classic, and it started this whole thing. You know, now Tokyo Drift it was. It's weird. It's funny because it's almost had a reverse thing on it. Tokyo Drift when it first came out, I remember I saw that movie. Uh, with my buddy Ralph and, and and somebody who was a friend at the time, Aure. And, you know, man, we saw that movie. <laughs> and that movie got us into some stupid shit. Because after that, we started drifting a lot. We all we all had these <laughs> these wannabe racing cars. I had a, a Honda that I bought from somebody that apparently did some modifications to it. Um, you know, my friend Ralph was driving the Steeda at the time. And my friend Aure was driving another Honda whatever. And we were just all, we all thought that, you know, when that movie came out, we saw it. We're like, man, we got to drift. We got to drift. And a lot of people, believe it or not, even though it did really well in the box office, I remember um, it made a lot of money. Um, for some reason, people, there were some people that were, make, that were making fun of it. They weren't really jumping on, bar, on board with it. Um, what saved it, what got people, you know, to at least have hope for the franchise that this was going to be a legitimate movie in the in the whole saga was you know the course the ending where vin diesel races you know lucas 
uh, Black, you know, the actor who plays Sean. Um, you know, it's the new Drift King versus, uh, you know, what's his name? Uh, Toretto, whatever his name is, dude. And that movie, Tokyo Drift, became one of the last actual Fast and the Furious movies that was really strictly about racing. And because of that, it started off as the least popular one. And then it became the most popular OG one because it was literally the last one about racing. And uh, Sung, I think that's his name, Sung Kang. I'm not even sure if I'm saying the actors. The guy who plays Han, that guy was so awesome in that movie. Obviously, as you guys know, they brought him back. And the way they explained it was that the, the next three movies after that were all prequels. And I think that was pretty clever writing, you know. But a lot of people were wondering, just like me, you know, when they saw in the trailer that the Tokyo Drift Gun characters, you know, Twinkie, Sean, um, I forgot this guy's name. Oh, my God. The, 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 the fucking geek. The guy, whatever. I, I'll, I'll remember his name later. They, they were wondering, you know, when they saw in the trailer, what are they going to do with them? They're all back. They're all in here. Well, you know, I'll tell you this, guys. I'm going to try not to spoil uh, that much in the movie. But just in case, spoiler alert, so I'm giving you a warning. If you don't want to be spoiled, now's the time to look away. Although, as usual, the internet's already beat me to it. There's already so much leaked footage out there on Facebook and on Instagram. Literally, if you take the time, you can watch pretty much almost half the movie uh, based off of people recording and uploading it. So I'm probably the last person that's going to be able to, uh, to spoil anything. But just in case, this is a warning. Um, my first question that everybody asked was, that, of course, everybody was asking is, how did Han survive? Because he, you see that he comes back in the franchise. Once again, they bring him back. And I will say that the way that they explained it, you know, how he was working with Mr. Nobody this whole time and how he had to pretend he was dead in order to protect um, this weapon that, that's basically the main theme of the movie uh, and to protect, obviously, Toretto and everybody else because... They would have been coming after them um, damn if they knew he was still alive. Um, I thought, to be honest with you, it wasn't really written out that clever. Um, because in Tokyo Drift, you see that Han's in the car. And then you see that he's in the car up until even it explodes. So they don't really explain much. And the way they explained it is somehow, some way, he's been working with Mr. Nobody this whole time to protect this, this uh, girl... Who her parents died and her parents were the you know the scientists or people who created this special weapon that everybody's after and she's the key to it and you know when the car blows up you know and automatically shows han looking at the car his own car being blown up from a distance and it, the way they explained it was that mr nobody did some high-tech trick uh, trickery to fake his own death or whatever uh because one of his own agents went rogue so it was gonna look believable and that you know, there's a new thing going on on the internet called No Justice for Han. I will say that Han in the movie was great, as usual. Um, and seeing him reunite with Sean and the Tokyo Drift crew was awesome. I mean, that was a pretty good moment. I thought they should have went more into detail with that. But literally, it was like a 20-second thing. And um, I don't know. They got They got so much to explain better. In the last movie that's coming up. And I hope they do. Uh, but Sean's character. Sean Boswell. The guy. You know. Lucas Black. The main character of Tokyo Drift. Uh, him. 
And the, the I, forget, I keep forgetting his name. Uh, is it London? Is his name? I don't know. I mean, you know what? Let me look up his name because I can't. I can't fuck this up that much. Let me see the guy's character. I, I I'll, I'll look up the actor's name, but I don't know. Let me see. Uh, Jason Tobin. That's his name. Jason Tobin's character. Um, you know, everyone. He they brought him back obviously because a lot of people liked him. Uh, he's doing that show Warriors on HBO. You know, him and Sean are, and, and Twinkie are basically in the business of putting rocket engines on cars. And they're making a lot of money doing that. And apparently now Sean knows how to fly planes or whatever. And, you know, their whole their whole thing in the whole movie is, you know, Toretto wants them to use their specialty in order to put a rocket on a car to take it to space that they need it to disable a satellite that they, that's used to activate this weapon. And... They kind of just show the whole point is just showing that the Tokyo Drift people are still added together. They're still messing around with cars. They're still making fuck ton of money. Um, they're still super smart, uh, you know, with cars and they know what they're doing. And Jason Tobin's character, uh, he's like a rocket scientist or whatever. That's he's. I mean, they kind of hit in in Tokyo Drift. That guy knows his stuff. He's always behind a computer. He knows. He was kind of like the the Japanese version of um, that guy in Part One. That they use, um, what's his name? Man, uh, you know the guy I'm talking about. The guy who has ADHD, who's very smart in part one. Uh, and he gets gunned down at the end by those two dudes on the motorcycle. He's kind of like that guy, but it's just smarter. And I, I thought the movie had some good action scenes. John Cena was was pretty decent in the movie. I really thought he was going to be worked, like really bad in the movie. But he actually did really well. I actually think that he should start, he should continue to play serious uh, bad characters in movies. I don't think he does good as playing a good guy. Um, I think that he shines better when he's a bad guy. But the whole story about how he's, you know, Toretto's younger brother. And, you know, I think for a lot of it that was never mentioned in any of the movies in the past, I think they did a decent job writing his character overnight into, into the whole saga, the franchise. Um, I think Roman Pierce, whatever his character's name is, uh, in the movie, I thought he was funny as fuck. And I think this is the, the movie where he's like literally the funniest. Um, he did good in this movie. Uh, he gets lucky so much, so many times in this movie. I thought it was a great movie. Listen, guys, the whole I understand a lot of people want this. They, they said, oh, after Paul Walker, they should have it should have died or whatever. But you know what, guys? Listen, a lot of these people, you know, a lot of the fans never wanted it to stop. That's the thing you have to understand is that. When you have a, 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 you know, Universal's biggest franchise that makes them the most money probably, you know, and the fans are just constantly wanting more and more and more. You got to see it from Universal's perspective, you know, and all the studios involved in this. They're like, man, we're making so much money off of this pure profit and the fans won't shut up. They keep wanting more. What I mean, what more can you ask for? You're ma- you're making so much money off of it and fans I won't leave you alone. They keep wanting more. So, of course, I'm going to keep pumping this out. Luckily, they did say that they're going to make one more and that's it. It's going to be the last one. But what I really think they need to do, honestly, is um, they need to just make a sequel to Tokyo Drift or, or, or can go back to Tokyo. They need to just, the Tokyo Drift people need to get, the, you know, an, another spinoff movie. If they did Hobbs and Shaw, you know, and even that did good box office wise, okay, then. They need to go and get Tokyo Drift, something that became, you know, a huge fan favorite, you know, and go back and give them a spinoff and rework something with the, you know, the whole Yakuza and, 
You know, how the old Drift King is back. I don't know. I'm sure Universal will figure something out, man. You know, and get Justin Lin uh, to direct it again. You know, the ending of the movie in Fast 9, you know... Sorry about the technical difficulties over here. We had to get back in there. But at the ending of Fast 9, they showed uh, Brian O'Connor. And they made it seem like at the end when they do that typical everyone say grace, everyone's around the picnic table scene that they usually do at the end of these movies. They show that uh, his seat is empty. And now all of a sudden they hear his car pull up. And it's the blue, um, that blue car. I think it was the Evo. Or what it is, or I forgot what car it was, man. I'm not sure. I'm not really good with cars, man. I don't know the fuck the name of it. But, you know, Brian's, like, you know, iconic blue car that he uses. Uh, I believe it was the Supra. I don't know what it was, man. Evo, doesn't matter. But you know the car I'm talking about. He's used it in quite a few movies. They show him pull up. Now, the thing that I have is some people actually got pissed off about that. Because they're like, dude, he died. Like, why are you trying to stretch this out? Are you really going to make him in part of the next movie? And it's all going to be CGI using his brothers as villains. Are you really going to do something that expensive and that stretched out just to get a buck? But uh, to be honest with you, I mean, I don't see why they wouldn't do it if they think it's going to bring more money. And I hope that, like I said, I don't know what they're going to do in the last movie, but uh, that is Brian that uh, that you see. I'm sure you've seen the leak clips. That's Brian's car that pulls up. So apparently they're hinting that in the last movie... Uh, he's back, and I don't know how they're going to do it, to be honest with you. Uh, I think that was, I think they kind of bit more than they can chew, but it's universal, man. They'll pull it off. Overall, the action scenes uh, were okay. How the writing was okay. You know, it's definitely a one-timer. If you, I mean, I, I wouldn't say buy this shit on Blu-ray, you know, whatever, you know, or purchase the movie, but definitely go watch it in the movie theaters. It's definitely a one-timer. It, it is a good popcorn flick. Um, how they explain Han's death, man, you know what? I think it was poorly written, but Han is so awesome in the series that I don't care, man. Fuck it. As long as he's back, that's all that anybody actually cares. Um, but stay tuned, guys. Um, as like I said, sorry for lack of podcast. I will, I'll tell you more about all these plans that are going in motion as they happen. Um, you know, I'm the type of person that I want to see things in actual motion first, uh, you know, and then I'll, I'll fill you guys in. But that's my whole little opinion on Fast 9. You know, it's a decent, it's got decent action scenes. John Cena's pretty good as a bad guy. Han coming back. The way they're written was, ah, whatever. But as long as he's back, Tokyo Drift people, I kind of like what they did. They needed more screen time, being that everybody came. I have a feeling a big chunk of people came just to watch them, uh, in my opinion. Of course, Lucas Black, I mean, God, I mean, the guy's an amazing actor, you know. But um, so we'll see. We'll see what they do in part 10. But that's my review on it. We'll see, guys. It's it's it. I give it a a seven out of ten. Definitely a one timer. You definitely got to put in the time and the money to see it once. Uh, I'm sure you'll get a kick out of it. Until next time, guys. It's your boy Crump Diddy. Peace.